Welcome back to What the Fumble. My name is Justin. I'm the DM of this campaign. I'm joined by Adam Thane. Me. David Wells. Hello. Miles Wells. Hey, Colin Olton. As to Cynthia Stalindrill. Got the whole gang here for another episode in the domain of dread called Morden. Called Booty Call. Hell yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Couldn't resist the Booty Call. It's almost like it's the entire reason I'm in the domains of dread to begin with. Right? I'm just going to sprint back into the mists. One more try. <laughs> my dad's dead, but I can still fuck you. I mean, my girlfriend, not my dad. <laughs> All right. And we also have some random dude who shits himself. <laughs> right? Lost Slash, but we gained a Fillion and a Killian. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, my God. L- listen, I did not plan that, just so everybody knows. It was complete happenstance that... Adam named his horse that because I didn't know Adam got a horse spell. I didn't think of it until literally sitting down and I'm like, time for this terrible horse pun. Yeah, exactly. So like totally not planned, although I think it's more funny for it. So what's your charisma? Uh, What's my charisma? Pretty good. Because I'll have to compare that to my horse. (laughs) At disadvantage now, though. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I shit myself. You shit your pants at the end of last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Have not had a chance. To clean your clothes up quite yet. <sighs> let's get back into it. You guys ready to play some D and D? Oh yeah, yeah, let's do it. You guys are surrounded by moors, like boggy kind of, just vast open tracts of land. This Killian that you've just saved from a band of hungry orcs has let you know that you are in more dent. Killian, you kind of managed to get your gear. Uh, from the box they were holding it in. So give us maybe a bit more of a a description, like as you're you're putting your gear on and and getting yourself together. So very quickly, he's going to dart behind the cart so that he can change his clothes. Um, and then as he's coming back out in his clean clothes, you'll see that he's adorned with some leather armor, a rapier at his side, and a, sh- and a short bow over his shoulders. Um, hanging from his waist, though, you can see, like, various pouches and pockets. Um, and one such, um, a, um, a latch has a magnifying glass, uh, with a very, um, uh, interesting wood handle. Moreover, you can also see a leather-bound book that's also tied to a strap on his chest. Uh, some daggers on his thighs, and of course his signature rapier. Um, his hair done up, like I imagine, like Geralt of Rivia, like hairstyle, but instead of snow white, it's like a brown. Um, he's got deep brown eyes with, like I said, a hell of a long nose. Um, but, um, uh, other than that, stands about five foot ten. He's about a buck fifty soaking wet. Um, and yeah, you can see him sort of, you know, walk around with a certain kind of, quizzical look about him not unlike um uh some other people that you might have known before but he looks over to uh tess first and he goes right listen sorry proper introductions um my name is killian astorius um personally from darkon i've way before this stuff happened um and um uh my apologies uh little friend um I can kind of do something a little weird and that, and then he'll look over at Tess and 
speak to her telepathically and just be like, I can get in people's heads and oh. look over at Lustra and go, and sometimes it's over distances as well, so don't get more than 60 feet. But here's the problem, and he'll say this aloud, I can only do it if you're within 60 feet, and you can't really respond unless you yell really loud. So, careful of that. I just need to know, what animal were you? What? Uh, I, I asked you. I need <laughs> to know. I, I, yeah, it, listen, you were in combat, I was in a cage. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't seem prudent at the moment, but I, I am human, I promise. Uh, there's a little bit about me that we'll get into. Um, he doesn't get me yet. Okay, go on. Um, <laughs> right. This might sound strange, but I've found in most of my cases that it's it's better to be upfront about these kinds of things. But before I get onto that, I need to know that I can trust you lot. Um, you kill an orcs, but, you know, anybody can kill orcs. Well, I shouldn't say anybody. Anybody who's good would kill orcs. Um, uh, so you're not going to try and kill me. Like, I'll just be outright. They found me in a cage, too. I wasn't letting that happen, buddy. Are you a dick? Uh, I try not to be. Um, I, I, I might be a bit boorish when it comes to finding out information, but uh, if it's for the greater good of things, I'm, I'm all for it. Troubadour's lights, uh, eyes just light up at greater good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yes, so pretty one, stupid one, weird one. Um, I'm probably both of the last two, to be perfectly honest. I'm getting that feeling. Um, right. Uh, so, yes, please. Uh, uh, introductions. Killian Astorius. Uh, that's... This is a lot, but um, I am Tessantius. It's, uh, I'm glad that you have not been eaten by orcs. Uh, I'm very much the same, yeah. I'd say that I am the quick one. Mm. Just, uh, you know. Right, I won't put you to a race, but... Uh... Sure, we'll go with the quick one. Tess sort of, like, smirks at the other two. It's like, oh, he thinks he's people. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tess, and we have, I'm sorry, short stuff. What were you again? I am known as Troubadour. Excellent, Troubadour, and I'm sorry for calling you weird. I didn't properly introduce myself or to you. I'm sure you're very nice. Who are you? Lustra. Lustra, right. I'd be best known as the guide. The guide. All right, so you're the guy. <laughs> Guide, like guiding through the mists. It's a play on words. Catch up. Right, so. That's fun, because he's the guide and normally he's in front. Catch up, it's I like him. I thought you said <laughs> this guy tries not to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> tries try is the Alfred <laughs> word. <laughs> it's a fresh asshole Okay. Right, okay. listen, so, so, I was just captured by orcs. I'm a little bit on edge. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. That's that's pretty fair. As far as being captured by Oryx Killian, just to kind of let you in on you know what you've heard so far in your journey, which hasn't been that long. Essentially, you arrived here in Mordent early this morning. You step out through the mists, and essentially moments later, just wrong place, wrong time, surrounded by Oryx, you get captured. Originally, you were headed towards... A small town off in the distance, you'd see like plumes of smoke rising, you know, over the, the hills far away. Uh, the orcs have been marching you in the opposite direction, but you know that you could walk to that town within a couple of hours if you wanted to. 
the last really little bit of information you picked up from listening to all these orcs argue and talk amongst themselves is that they seemed very adamant about getting off the road before dark. That was kind of the root of the argument they were having as to, you know, whether or not we take the time to stop and cook this guy and eat him <laughs> because we got to get off the road by dark. So you picked that up along the way. But I'll stop interrupting you guys and, and how does this, <laughs> the rest of this scene play out? Right, listen, I was heading my way to town because I'm currently investigating... Um, I'm investigating a murder case right now. Um, took me into the mists, spat me out here, um, and I feel like going to town is probably the most sensible thing to do. Uh, Killian points towards the plume of smoke. It's that way. These guys would take me the other way. Um, I feel like town would probably be the smartest idea. A, what's the name of the town? B, was it anybody we killed? I mean, what's the name of the murder E? Murder E, uh, my dear old dad. Actually, that's a weird name. That's but, a very weird name. Uh, yeah. his, his, his name, his name is, <laughs> his name was was Raymond Astorius. Uh, I don't think we killed that guy, unless it was a like a pseudonym of Baron Metis. Uh, no, he was actually a grave digger for the longest time. Uh, sort of fell in with the wrong folks. Uh, you know, fell folks. in with the dung sweepers. Uh, no, not quite. More like the, the, the Cargat, Cargatain, Rex Crown, other thugs, Mafia, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, fuck those guys, am I right? <laughs> Troubadour is just gonna take a moment, take out his flail, and start beating the shit out of the fucking cage so it's not used again, and has a lot going on, and just not be in the scene. Right. Dad, Ray, you know, died from somebody. I feel like it was likely Rex Crown. Now, the reason why I figured this out is because Dad sort of ran a really weird business as a grave digger. He would let folks like the Cargat, Cargatain, Rex Crown take their people who didn't want to be alive anymore, and he would bury them. And because of the 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 mythos around my graveyard, um, nobody ever showed up. Nobody ever wanted to take a look. Um, of course, Dad died, and the only person who would have any dirt on, on Dad would be <laughs> somebody like the Rex Crown. Um I was told to go to Mordant because I was told that there was somebody here that uh, likely knows a little bit more about Rex Crown. There were some intelligent folks out this way. And which leads me to the next bit of this thing. Um, I can kind of sometimes hear the dead. Uh, and frankly, one of the dead that talks to me a lot is me mum. Uh, she died in childbirth. I realize I'm sort of lore dumping right now, but I think it's important that you trust me this way. I'm told I need to go to Mordant figure out what's going on. Um, I was told there was some really interesting folks that were traversing the mists. Um, I heard of Dr. Van Richten. I've heard of of other folks that were really being a thorn in Rex Crown's side, and I thought I'd want to meet up with them somehow. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh, is that you lot? Uh, yeah, they suck! Smash cage, smash cage. <laughs> <laughs> the Rex Crown have taken a lot from us. The mists, too. But, uh... <laughs> If anything, it has anything to do with Azel and Rex, I just want to end it. Sort of, uh, metaphorically do what Troubadour is physically doing to that cage. Smash, 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 smash. <laughs> Somehow I thought there'd be more of you. There were. Uh, Tess will sort of, like, inadvertently make eye contact with Lustra. Lustra will meet that gaze. <laughs> 
Tess and Lucer are the only two originals left. Yeah. It's been a it's been a a rough journey. Um when you say that you can speak with ghosts, um do you know if there are any around us right now? Well, no, it's not quite like that. It's it's more like when I sleep they can talk to me in a way. Um and Moreover, they can teach me things, which is great. Um, but I, I, I can't really call on them whenever I want. Uh, it's it's usually when I'm not entirely conscious myself. Um, but they've certainly come in handy in a lot of instances, and I've taken great um, joy and and fulfillment in letting these voices come to rest. Uh, Mum's always been around. Um, can't seem to quite put her to rest and what's more strange is i've seen my dad's dead body but i haven't heard his voice something very strange is going on there and i'm not about to let i'm not about to let them get in the way of things them being rex crown and anybody else really oh, that's a pretty cool little intro to the backstory so Dad essentially runs a graveyard, and when the Cargat, the Cargate, and all those organizations need to bury someone in Darkon, Dad is very good at looking the other way. Oh, so he was the cleaner? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of dope. And now Dad's dead, and Killian wants to know why, and so has entered the mists and lands up in Mordant. That's pretty... I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Very cool. Well, I think this cage is done. <laughs> Do we want to ride into town? Hey, hey, you still haven't given me an animal yet, but watch this. I can do this for more than 60 feet. And then Troubadour does the same thing you did with, like, putting his hand to his head, and he's just like, Nathan Fillion, come to me. And then this horse... <laughs> rides up with a much better (laughs) carriage than was here and then he's just like shall we ride to town well certainly beats the hell out of walking fantastic i mean we're on the road oh this is so better than walking uh out of all the rumors you've heard about morden would you happen to know about van richten's alchemy shop around here and where that could be I was told Van Richten's shop was around here, um, and I was told to seek out Van Richten, or I personally think he would probably be the smartest guy to find, uh, most adept at navigating mists and all that. So, Have you guys... Killian would know that the alchemy shop that you're talking about is in Mordenshire. Uh, doesn't know 100% if that town on the dis- on the horizon is Mordenshire or not, but... It, you know, I assume you would have been traveling in its direction, hoping that it is Mordenshire. Yeah, yeah. And if it isn't, someone will know where it is. They're a local. Yeah. We're um, his liaisons. I say I hope to meet him one day. Uh, Tess will sort of like look at the the her other two um, erstwhile longer companions. Uh, just sort of like cock an eyebrow then look over to Killian. Since he's been so open and honest with us, he'll say, You know how we said uh, it's been a rough road? We've suffered some losses? Yeah. Well, Rudolf van Richten was was our guide through the mists, and he sort of bequeathed that to 
Lusra um, after saving our lives at the cost of his own. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, well, just because he's dead doesn't mean I can't meet him. You know, that's actually really valid. Yeah, like, yeah we, we saw talked it. with him this morning. He looks really good as a ghost. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. People usually slim out a bit when they get ghostal. Oh my gosh, these mists are so weird. <laughs> ghostal. <laughs> <I like it. laughs> Going ghostal! <laughs> <laughs> Danny Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Nathan Fillion, yeah! <laughs> Yes, yes, all of this is being said as we ride the carriage into, hopefully, Mordenshire, so that uh, somebody can have a date tonight. (laughs) Very well. The carriage makes its way through this rolling landscape, this moorland. Or less. Boo. Occasionally... The going's a little slower. You hit, you know, streams and wet patches of just boggy landscape. Occasionally the land is nice and dry and managed to make pretty good time. Regardless, you eventually crest over a hill that allows you to see the sea that is not too far along. You're you're close to the coast. And the town itself is kind of nestled into that coastline it takes maybe hour and a half two hours for you guys to get close enough to start seeing like really big estates just kind of dotting the landscape it seems as if you know the nicer homes are all kind of farther away from town and they're all very solitary kind of standing alone lots of rich estates dotting the landscape closer to town but eventually you get close enough that the bare earth just slowly turns into a cobblestone road and there's a little sign outside that says welcome to Mordenshire by the sea it's a very victorian style village all the houses are no more than two three stories actually reminds you a lot of the way martira bay looked very victorian style town it's not huge no more than a hundred structures scattered throughout the town lots of them homes but you can see there's at least one building that you're fairly sure is a temple a couple of other larger buildings that imply they house more than just residents but what do you do like is there anywhere in particular what are you going straight for alchemy shop what's the plan once you hit the town i think i'd love to do role play and just just blue balls loose a little more (laughs) (laughs) but the story just demands we go straight to the alchemy shop um first I'm going to cast Lay on Hands and Heal. Then, Alchemy Shop. So, I, as much as, again, I'm Colin, I want to role play. I agree with Adam and Troubadour. Um, there is only so much that the two of us 
have to gain from uh from being in Mordant in its entirety. This one's for this one's for Lustra. Um and honestly, he's had to wait long enough. Uh we're we're hoping to meet someone who could maybe help or at least ease our minds, uh Killian. So uh, are, you said you were good at gathering information. Maybe if we could have the fastest way to Vendrickton's alchemy shop, then that's where we need to go. Well, in my mind, it's important for me to find out what happened to be dead, and apparently Vendrickton's resources are key to that. You see, I'm an investigator by trade, so I can certainly talk my way through a little bit of red tape here and there. Um... So let's 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 make our way then. See if we can't find out what's going on. Maybe ask the locals. See if they've heard of the shop, where it is, that kind of thing. <laughs> Just drive through the town at full speed. Rita! <laughs> Rita! Uh, Lustra is definitely paying more mind to his uh, boots and kind of shoe brushing them a bit while we're on the carriage, getting them as spick and span as possible. Uh, and I just imagine, for contrast, Killian sitting next to you, his boots equally muddy and disgusting and ill taken care of. A tale of two booties. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I held in that spit take and didn't oh. just ruin the podcast right there. <laughs> you guys make your way down these cobblestone streets. Maybe ask one of the locals if they know the way to Van Richten's shop. And sure enough, you're pointed in the right direction. Not five, ten minutes after arriving in town, you see a little wooden sign that's hanging above the door that leads into a two-story wooden building. The sign reads Herbalism, and underneath in smaller letters, Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. And as the memories of Van Richten kind of flow over you, you notice another figure standing just across the street outside of, like, a home. This figure is fairly tall, human male, like long black hair. He's wearing like jet black and a sorcerer's robe, very like a leather robe, you know, very tight fitting. He's got a black raven on his shoulder. And as you're approaching the alchemy shop, again, he's kind of standing across the street, but you can't help but notice that he is watching you without being subtle about it. If you're going to watch us like a hawk, why do you have a raven? Boo. I said that to him. <laughs> that's, that's a troubadour line. Also, um, in the uh, clad all in black caster, any similarities to the all in black magic robes that we would have seen in Merlin's vision? Like a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, you did watch his vision in the crystal ball. They're not. These are much okay. just kind of plainer. That but is. as Troubadour calls out that question, he just smiles, nods in your direction. And says, oh, I am quite sorry for staring. I just 
could not help but notice you are seemingly headed in the direction of Dr. Van Richten's herbalism shop, and, well, I am a very observant man, and I've learned that anyone who walks in that direction and with such purpose as yourselves, well, they tend to be very interesting people. I need my cush, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He shrugs. Deception check. (laughs) Ooh. It's a... It's an 18. 18 on deception? 18 on deception. He shrugs, uh... Says, I did not mean to stare. And keeps to himself. Unless you want to interact with him. Guys, I really want to interact with him. (laughs) Well... Hey, hey, Tess, why don't we let the investigator and the um, romance uh, do that? And let's go talk to that guy. Unless you want to go in there. Oh, I want to do so many things. I don't I don't give a crap what's going on in there. I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> he looks so cool, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, Lustra, you wanted to go into the shop? Yes, there's somebody I'm looking for. All right, let's do that then. Perfect. Let's... Troubadour and I will uh, will park the horse. <laughs> joy, sure. joy. Well, what do you guys want to split in the current party? Say to this, this guy. No, I mean you're right across the street. You're like twenty feet away from each other. What do you guys want to say as Lustra and Killian make their way? All right. So so we'll walk over and be like, "Well, thank you for calling us interesting. We certainly um, kick ass and take names." Uh, but why would you say people who uh, come into an apothecary might be interesting when we just maybe need the services of uh, somebody to heal our ailments? Oh, perhaps you are not familiar with Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. He is known as a very famous adventurer, traveler of the mists. What is your relationship with him? Besides Envoy. Or Peeping Tom. I've never had the pleasure of meeting him. I am but a fan. And <laughs> Oh my god, he's a Van Richten fanboy? <laughs> so I heart Van Richten shirt. Sure. So I would love to meet someone like him. I'm sure the, the intelligence in his mind. I, uh, I would have so many questions. Why Why would you like to meet him? Like, there's there's some people who want to know the answers to those questions, and there's some people who want to stamp out the answers of those questions. Like, it's a, it's, it's a double-edged, two-sided coin. Some people want to help him. Some people want to hurt him. Why would you want to meet a guy like that? Never meet your heroes. Just as we're talking to him, could I get a gauge of whether, like, this guy is just actually a dude rubbernecking um, and has nothing better to do, or, like, if he's trying to, Insight if he's, like, check. keeping out, keeping anything, yeah, keeping an eye out for anyone, or... This is Justin's version of Bethesda's adoring fan. <laughs> uh, that is 24. Like, a level of sincerity, I guess. The level of sincerity seems pretty high. I mean, he is, he's telling the truth. He does enjoy an interesting tale, but with that high of a role, you can tell that he's 
he doesn't have any ill intent, but he is scoping you guys out and maybe has an ulterior motive. Fair. It's my apologies. Ferran, he extends a hand. Ferran Zalhonen. And he can kind of see, he's a very intelligent person as well, and can kind of see you eyeing him up and down, says, I can tell you doubt my motives. I'll be perfectly honest. I've never seen you here before. My suspicion is that you have arrived fairly recently, perhaps by traveling through the mists. Van Richten was a well-known mist-traveler, and you darted towards his doors as if you knew where you were going. I find myself... And he kind of, like, he pulls out, like, this very finely, like, embroidered spell book. I... I'm very talented in the arts, but despite all of that, I find myself scared of the mists in a way. To enter them by myself seems unnecessarily risky. He kind of looks both of you oversees that, you know, Troubadour is wearing full plate, you guys came here four strong as I am looking for a guide someone to bring me through the mists I do have the ability to pay very very well if that is something you would consider well we definitely can traverse the mists and take you through there, but uh, our guide's trying to get laid in there right now. So <laughs> <laughs> why don't we uh, talk about the particulars and uh, we'll see what we can do. Have you ever heard of a domain called Darkon? Once or thrice. Hmm. It's quite frankly... Darkon sounds horrible. From everything I've read, I assume I'd hate the place. It's not even the half of it. But so many of the stories I have heard and books I have read point to the elves of the Nevucha Springs. Test perks back up. <laughs> Go on. Have you ever heard the name Cardina or Taz's? Nope, just because... Not, I mean, nope. No reason at all. Perhaps you could uh, fill in that lack of knowledge for us. She is the leader of the community of elves in the Nevuchar Springs. My research suggests that every year... Upon a certain night, at midnight, Cardina Artasis submerges herself in the Nevuchar Springs' deepest baths, where it is said that she has often received visions. You see, Cardina, I believe, 
is the oldest creature in the mists. Elves live a very long time to begin with, and he gives Tess a nod as he says that. But rumors have it this Cardina has been thrice reincarnated. Thousands of years of memories in one mind. That is amazing and terrifying. Rumors say she has received an apocalyptic vision during her last submergence into the springs. They say she interpreted the message as the incoming end of the world. There is nobody I would like to meet more than this Cardina. And I, like I said, would be willing to pay quite handsomely if you were willing to take me through the mists to the Nevertraw Springs, gold, magic items, and of course, and he kind of spreads his arms wide, and of course, my immense knowledge of the mists would be at your disposal. Whatever you consider a fair trade. <laughs> Eyes just go to the door of the uh, of the apothecary when, as soon as trade gets mentioned. <laughs> well, he's still trying up, to get laid. Lucifer <laughs> perks up an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lucifer's foreplay. Um, <laughs> this Firan Zalhonen kind of puts his arms up, you know, kind of in a submissive gesture. So much to say to someone I have just met, but... Ah, uh, but with the speed you were walking towards Van Richten's shop, I know that you all must be a special group of people. Huh. I will let you get to your reunion, but please consider my offer. Where can we find you? He points to the home behind him as I have been making this my study for quite a few weeks now. I tend not to stay in one place too long. I, you know, had I been born in a different place, perhaps I would have settled, become some great wizard king, but here I am a traveling scholar. But I will be here for the very least a few more days until rumors of something more interesting fall upon my ears. Well, one thing I can guarantee is, if you take us as your guides, something interesting will never, you will never be in want of that ever again. For better or for worse. I, uh, the two of us will pitch your request to the rest of our group, um, Push Expect come. to hear from us soon. Yeah, push comes to shove, we don't hear from you. We'll leave notes. And maybe a bottle of wine. It is the pleasure to meet you. Uh, Tessantius, Thalandril. And she'll uh, offer her hand. Firan extends his hand to shake yours. When Tess is doing that, I'm going to use Divine Sense. See if he's undead, fiend, or Fae? celestial. He is none of those things. Perfect. I will, after that, assuming he doesn't just slap her hand out of the way and be like, uh, I will also say, Troubadour, of of these people, 
He sees your armor. This troubadour of the circle, it would seem. Oh, God, he knows so much. <laughs> so it seems. Oh, you're so enticing. Your raven's cool, too. I want to know what animal I am. We're going to go talk to our buddy now. He and gives his raven a little scritch on the back of the head. His name is Skeever. And with that, the raven lets out a caw. He's but a member he, of the Colgatane. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of retreats and says, Worry not, I am sure I will still be here when you make your decision. It is not every day that a group like yourselves walk through Mordant's streets. I'll take that as a compliment. A pleasure to meet you. Uh, I feel like uh, we have some people to meet. Come on, Troubadour. That's it. Or they're dead. Nathan, keep an eye out. <laughs> Make friends with this, with Skeever. Attack. I like to think, just for the sake of having all of you together when this happens, I think this whole time, uh, Lustra's just been like panic puking outside. Van <laughs> <laughs> Richten's shop has a moat now from all the acid. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! How do I, how's my hair? I don't have hair. I'm literally Stan from South Park when he sees a girl and just pukes. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Meanwhile, Killian is like, "Are you all right? Like, it's just, it's just, it's some girl. Like, really? Like, come on, you're a strapping young lad." Yeah, it's the whole reason I'm in the mist is for her because she got sucked in, and I'm trying to get her out, and I'm not sure if she's alive, and if she is, like. There's so many emotions, man. So, oh, wait, wait. So you're telling me she she's is she a chromatic dragon, or is she not metallic like you are? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> it is very embarrassing to assume <laughs> you're, he's gonna start moving in on her girl. Uh, no, neither. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Hey, so a fairy each, dragon. Each their own. Each their own. I promise I will do my best to make sure that you do not do that puke thing that you do. Um, yeah, carry on. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, in, in, in. <laughs> Through the door, all of you go at the same time. The first voice you hear is a familiar one. <laughs> you hear, so... <gasps> yes! Let me get this straight. Yes! <laughs> it was Lucia, I'd, or if it was Lamb and I'd be mad. <laughs> Heartfelt goodbyes aren't actually an ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door opens up, and the tiny figure of Amelia Wigglebrick Yay! Uh, turns and says, "Oh, hey, it's my friends I told you about from Martira Bay and Darkon. Oh, hi, hi." She's she gonna waves. run up, pick her up, hug her. Uh, you squeeze her t- so tight that two carrots fall out of her pockets. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh. really good to see you. Oh, thank goodness you're safe. There are other people in the room, though. Two female human twins. And... As you walk in, they start to greet all of you as if you were customers and, you know, start to give you that spiel, the whole, oh, welcome to Van Richten's, blah, blah, blah. if you're looking, blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah is on sale. And 
Welcome to Van Richten's Alchemy Shop, now with extra Van Richten. But the sentences get cut off very quick as they see the glasses and sword cane that are hanging from Lustra's body. And both their heads just turn, like snap towards Lustra. And with with pain and tears already starting to well up in their eyes, one of them says, where did you get that? Uh, Lustra throws his hands up in the air as if he's like, don't shoot kind of kind of uh, body language. Look, um, I'll just be blunt. We were traveling with Van Richten for a long time. We found, uh, we got brought to a domain with his home. And he gave these to me because he's no longer with us. He's now a dark lord of his own domain, but that means he's sort of not alive, but not dead. Uh, Come on, Lustre, I'm sure that's a lot for Mylissa and Davet to take in. <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> that's our names now! <laughs> I don't have advantage, or I don't have inspiration, otherwise it'd be all yours, buddy. <laughs> With a strange look, one of them looks towards Tess and says... It's Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you just had a Davette sort of vibe to you? <laughs> and I'm Davette, <laughs> says the other one. <laughs> she looks at Troubadour and says, no, it's Lori. Okay, normal names, fine, whatever. But also, yes, uh, his journey came to an end uh, upon his homecoming. They introduce themselves as Lori and Jennifer Weathermay Foxgrove. Whoa. Which, if you're out there listening and are an avid fan of old school Ravenloft, that last name is a bit of a... These are stars of Ravenloft. Oh, cool. This, these, That's a big name. It means nothing to you guys as players, but... You is know, it similar to like Shadowborn where it's like there's a long history or should we try and uh, get rid of Killian and recruit these two? Hey, <laughs> I don't know what you can do yet, but they apparently have a DM shout out. <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> who yeah. knows? Uh, but they I mean, yeah, it's again, like doesn't mean much to you guys. But mm. if you're huge old school AD&D nerds, that's a, that's a name that probably... It would perk your ears up. Perk your ears up yeah. a little yeah. bit. Um, Absolutely. After a long pause, the twins, Emilia, all wipe some tears from their faces. And they say, Uncle Rudolph wouldn't have wanted tears. And they shake their head and they oh. see the looks on your faces. They sorry he wasn't actually an uncle. A long time ago, Jennifer and I we we saved him. Quite frankly, there was a werewolf in town that was hunting him down, and we managed to find out it was a werewolf. Warned him in time, and everyone got out okay, except the werewolf. He's <laughs> been grateful ever since, and 
We took to call him him uncle, even lets us run his shop when he's not around. But he wouldn't have wanted tears. He would have wanted his work to continue. So I guess that is what we'll do. And But then with confused looks on their faces, looks at you and says, why, why are you here? Surely you didn't come here to tell us that Dr. Van Richten is dead. We came here to check up on some people. Well, I think. okay. I, so you guys deserve at least to know our relationship with him. And it'll help answer some questions that I have. So... Amelia. Hi. Yay. Uh, it's good I, to see you. Where's your dad? That's what oh, I was going to oh ask. God, Justin. Oh, wow, Amelia. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your dad? Oh, wait. <laughs> Too soon, maybe? Actually, it would be with a much more. Yeah. <laughs> Justin thinks it's hilarious, but Amelia. <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't know. No, it's good. It's good. No. Oh, is she parking the horse outside? It'll be good to see Lamin again. Troubadour doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she the- she definitely like has that look of recognition in her face and yeah. looks at you and and says, "When we were in the mist, Lamin just he just pushed me and told me to run, and I did. And is he okay?" Looser hangs his head and then. Shakes his head and puffs his chest out. He did everything he could, but he had to... He's gone. He went out doing what anyone would do of the Venari clan. You can see Emilia doesn't take this particularly well. You can hear her kind of whispering under her breath. He should have went with them, and he only went to s- for me. I'm really sorry. Clenching his teeth, he m- knew what he was doing, and it would be very embarrassing to cry to his memory. <laughs> oh! So, I was hoping that he was still here, and that maybe it was some kind of hallucination and then looster sits down on you know like on the nearest seat i thought you know i i held out a little bit of hope that maybe it was just a hallucination or an illusion that i had taken that we had fought but oh okay but looking over to jennifer and laurie choking back some tears our connection to van richten my father, as Amelia just found out, Lamin, uh, traveled with Van Richten for a very long time. He was o- he was good at traveling the mists, as am I. And I happened to be, well, obviously, Lamin's son, and we traveled with Van Richten. Van Richten happens to be a family friend for multiple generations, we can call it now. And that's why he felt it necessary to entrust to me and he points to the glasses and the sword cane and we tried our best to put van richten properly to rest in but the domain that he was been trapped in was powers even greater than we could imagine out of nowhere like a light bulb 
just kind of goes off in Jennifer Weathermay Foxgrove's head. And she says to her twin sister, like she's like shocked that she didn't put it together before. She says, you're Lustra Venari. Yeah. This is your Rena's Lustra Venari. <laughs> I immediately stand back I up, stand start shoe brushing. Yeah, yes. No, yes. no, another one. No, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. That that you, you're getting ahead of me, but I like where this is going. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I came here looking for Rena because it's to my understanding that she is around here. Uh, where where is she <laughs> steady Lustra steady I'll like rub his back and pump a hands of healing in to steady his <laughs> bowels I don't know the expressions on their faces oh no grows very s- solemn and sad oh no you, she's not dead she's just moved on you might want to take a seat for this one I take a seat. I'm sure you haven't been in more than long. Has has anyone told you about the Dark Lord here? Uh, no. I'm white-knuckling the arms of the chair. <laughs> Go on. I'm white-knuckling Lustra's shoulder. <laughs> Go on. And you can see Killian sort of, you know, white-knuckling the pen in his notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer kind of looks at Lori. They look at each other and... Should they play like a quick game of rock, paper, scissors to see who has to break the news? Oh, man. And it's Jennifer who loses. Her shoulders kind of fall. And she starts to tell all of you a little story about the Dark Lord of Mordent. She says, his name in life was Lord Wilfred Godfroy a rather unremarkable minor aristocrat who inherited the estate of Griffin Hill near Mordenshire hundreds of years ago. He inherited it after murdering his father. He was an angry and abusive man throughout his life, so the stories say. Turns out, so angry and abusive that he also murdered his wife, Estelle, and his young daughter, Penelope. Killed them both in a fit of rage. The two rose that night as mournful phantoms, haunted Lord Godfroy, haunted him with their wailing and condemnation. Every night... For an entire year, they say the spirits appeared and tormented Lord Godfroy until, in desperation, on the night of the anniversary of their murder, he took his own life. But Lord Godfroy's suicide didn't stop his torment. His spirit lingered in Griffin Hill, and the ghosts of his wife and daughter haunted him day and night. Moreover, the spirit of his murdered father soon appeared and 
joined in on the chorus of condemnation. Lord Godfroy, possessed an adventurer, attempted to use the living body to put his family's spirits to rest, but the adventurer died, and then his ghost began to haunt Godfroy as well. In desperation, Lord Godfroy sought out a different kind of help in the world of the living. The stories say he began haunting an alchemist, urging him to pursue research into how to build something he had heard was being built in another domain, something called an apparatus. You see, dark lords are incredibly evil, but Godfroy believed that with this apparatus he could split his soul in two, a good soul and an evil soul, the idea being that the good part of the soul could leave the domain. But it didn't work. When they activated the device, it exploded. Necrotic energy washed over the entire town of Mordentshire and all the surrounding lands. Killed every single person alive here. Oh. Lord Godfroy became lord over a land of ghosts. You see, here in Mordent... Dying is not an end. Now all who die in Mordent are doomed to serve Wilfred Godfroy. Dying here just means being a ghost, shackled and chained, and with no choice but to do his bidding. What happened to Rena? It's complicated. She's alive, I think, but she's in the house on Griffin Hill. Lord Godfroy has her, and I'm afraid I'll have to explain why next week. Oh, man! You can't give us one thing. Why would she say that, Justin? Just tell her to do it now. (laughs) Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, no, good shit. point. Oh, no, there we go. Oh well, cool. Yeah, she starts to immediately tell you why. <laughs> oh, but we're gonna hit the credits and catch back up next week. Oh, God, oh, man. Oh. How dare she? <laughs> oh man.